0: Welcome to Beltway Talk, the podcast of the American International Automobile Dealers Association, where we examine the intersection between Washington politics and the auto retail industry. I'm your host, Hannah Oliver. Today's episode is brought to you by CNA National, the industry's most highly awarded service contract provider. Find out more at AIADA.org. Today's episode features a discussion with Anna Schneider, who is the Senior Vice President of Industry Government Relations at Volkswagen Group of America. She's been a guest here before as a longtime advocate for the auto industry, and today she's back to cover some of the hot button issues impacting Volkswagen and its dealers in 2021, as well as how her role has shifted with new leadership in Washington. Welcome back to Beltway Talk, Anna.
1: Thanks, Hannah. It's really great to be back on. I feel almost like I'm having a regular conversation with people in the office, something that we haven't had the uh, joy of doing for quite some time.
0: Yeah, no, no kidding. Well, um, we'll go ahead and dive right in. Um, I know that you have joined us before, as I just mentioned, but could you introduce yourself to guests who might be
1: unfamiliar with you and your role at Volkswagen here in D.C.? Sure. Um, I am the senior vice president for industry government relations and head of the public affairs office for Volkswagen Group of America.
0: Very nice. Um, Sounds like a busy job. Um, I know you last joined the podcast in early 2020 was what I saw when I went back through. Um, It doesn't seem like that long ago in some ways, but in other ways, it seems like very long ago. Um, Could you talk a little bit about how your role at Volkswagen has looked throughout the pandemic and post-pandemic period and what you've been focusing on in the last, I guess,
1: what, 15, 16 months or so? Seems like an eternity, doesn't it? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Well, I became head of public affairs a few weeks into the pandemic, and uh, as a result, I've never been busier. So fortunately, I'm surrounded by a really high-performing team. So I can say that the uh, public affairs team at Volkswagen Group hasn't skipped a beat during the pandemic. In fact, I'd say we've uh, accelerated over the last 15 months. When the pandemic started, of course, like many other companies, our, our plant was forced to shut down for several weeks. And while it may have stopped producing cars, it started producing masks, gowns, mm-hmm. and other personal protective equipment. Our team actually started playing kind of a matchmaker for this much-needed equipment. In fact, Volkswagen delivered 8,000 masks and gowns to the Javits Center in New York City at the height of the pandemic. So rather than having cars on display at the New York Auto Show, patients and staff were displaying our 2020 masks and gowns. Mm. <laughs> and I, I, do, I do have to brag a little bit about the plant. Uh, in Chattanooga, because they they implemented about 100 health and safety protocols. They had to put these in place for the restart back in May. And this caught the attention of Secretary of Labor Scalia. He was totally impressed, and he asked if he could come visit. Now, of course, one of the health and safety protocol was no visitors, but we made a VIP exception. Hmm. And uh, he came in and saw the plant and, again, quite impressed so, and as far as you know what we've been up to, unfortunately our trade challenges never seem to go away. Yeah. Uh, USMCA continues to be an ongoing issue. We're continuing to fight for adherence to the the plain text of the treaty rather mm-hmm. than the reinterpretation of the regional value content calculations that were put forward after the treaty had been negotiated. Mm -hmm. and you know i would argue volkswagen is the poster child for what the previous administration hoped to achieve in this agreement with you know with billions Mm -hmm. of dollars in additional investment and thousands of jobs created and then suddenly the rules change so we're working through diplomatic channels to correct the reinterpretation of the content rules Mm -hmm. and um So uh, then we're still faced with steel tariffs. So over 70% of our steel comes from the U.S. And yet, you know, Section 232 tariffs on steel, unfortunately, remain in place. Uh, We do import a small amount of specialty steel. So we're advocating for elimination of those tariffs. And, and, And honestly, the fact that we've received exclusions over the past three years, clearly, in my point of view, confirms this steel is not available to the U.S. Mm-hmm. Um, the exclusion process, if you ever looked at those forms, however, is an administrative nightmare like no other. And then I would say not, not to go on too long, but um, the team and I spent a, a, an extremely intensive 60-day period in February through April during what was known as a presidential review period, working Mm -hmm. to convince the White House and USTR to disapprove a Section 337 decision against our battery supplier, SK Innovations in Commerce, Mm -hmm. Georgia. Uh, I think you know we're gonna be building the ID4, our beautiful battery electric vehicle in Chattanooga next year. Well, this 337 dispute almost derailed the start of production, but fortunately, an 11th hour settlement means all systems are go. So hmm. now we can focus on other supply chain issues, particularly the semiconductor shortage. You know, it's always something.
0: Never a dull moment, that is for sure. Um, well, I I feel like so much about your job has changed. and it sounds like you've been really busy. And my other question was if there were certain aspects of your role that have shifted or changed permanently, but it sounds like you've already really addressed that. I know you added to your role
1: at Volkswagen um anything else you wanted to add uh well of course the the promotion means i'm spending more time with the you know reporting to our executive team and Mm -hmm. you know i i think we've we've excelled in a virtual environment but i'm one of those people that hope we get back to -to face-to-face meetings soon yeah and you know the pandemic the pandemic I would argue made it clear that we can function as advocates for the company over Zoom and Teams, but nothing really replaces the ability to connect with people. And I'm using air quotes here. You can't yeah. see me. <laughs> you know,
0: yeah. Nothing you know, with, with live meetings. Yes. I would completely agree with that. And um, that's something I'm looking forward to returning to here in the near future. So, um, <laughs> and doing, um, interviews for the podcast in the studio rather than over Zoom. So yeah. Um, Speaking of changes, I know you referenced this, but there's also a new presidential administration and leadership in Congress here in Washington. Tell us about, and I think you already addressed this just a little bit, but tell us about how this has impacted your role and what
1: federal issues that you're focusing on here in mid-2021. Sure. So um, during the Trump administration, We were frequently the target of tariff threats. You know, Mm -hmm. if there was a problem with illegal immigration, tariffs were threatened. That affected our imports from Mexico. And if Maine lobster sales were restricted in Europe, we were threatened with 232 tariffs on our imports from Europe. I mean, Mm -hmm. tariffs were the cure-all for perceived wrongs. And now, under the Biden administration, our focus is on raising awareness about our workforce and our positive economic impact across the U.S., I feel like international nameplates, well, first of all, think about it. International nameplates are responsible for about half the production in America. And yet, I get the sense when the president talks about good American jobs, he isn't necessarily talking about our jobs. Hmm. And VW received the Presidential Award for Workforce Development last November. And we would like this White House to acknowledge our American workforce and our world-class training programs as equal to any other manufacturers. And then, of course, related to that, we're um advocating for an expansion of battery electric vehicle credits you know we're not alone in that and really addressing some of the critical supply chain issues that i mentioned making sure that when the administration addresses these issues that the benefits are available to all manufacturers Mm -hmm. building and selling vehicles in the us
0: absolutely um yeah, like you said, there's a lot on your plate, um, and obviously advocacy um, is a big, you know, big part of your job. So, talk to us about some of the hot button issues impacting Volkswagen and specifically its dealers in 21. So, if I was a Volkswagen dealer listening to this podcast, what 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 are the big issues?
1: So, I think you know, certainly advocating for battery electric vehicle incentives is number one. Mm-hmm. You know, VW and Audi dealers are selling ID4s and E-Trons, and you know these are fantastic vehicles. But consumers still seem to be hesitant. Mm-hmm. When when you look at total EV sales, I think it was only 300,000 vehicles EVs were sold last year. Mm-hmm. But honestly, once people get behind the wheel, and you know, and they see that there's this growing electric vehicle charging infrastructure that now reaches literally across the U.S courtesy of companies like here's my plug for electrify america our subsidiary mm-hmm. you know the, the the range anxiety that we hear about should disappear and hopefully these sales take off but yeah. for now i would argue that incentives are are, are really necessary so we're, we're advocating for ensuring that consumers have access to federal incentives for the next several years
0: mm-hmm. and um from your perspective here in washington um what Specific messages do lawmakers need to hear from dealers as they consider how their decisions impact the industry overall as well as dealerships and the people that they employ?
1: Well, clearly dealers are a key driver of the economy. And the administration is very focused on again, air quotes good paying American jobs. Mm-hmm. Well, Dealers are the ones that create so many of these good-paying jobs across the country. And the administration should be a partner in their success, especially when it comes to the the goal of electrifying the fleet. Mm -hmm. The message, I think, should be keep incentives flowing and improve the EV charging infrastructure. And the White House, you you look at the American Jobs Plan, the the White House promised 500,000 new charging stations across the U.S. So let's help get the American Jobs Act across the finish line and and be able to access that money and install those chargers and sell those vehicles.
0: Mm -hmm. And uh, as a follow-up to that question, is there a specific why that lawmakers really need to hear from dealers more than ever right now in 2021? I know that, you know, some of my experience has been that a lot of times they're not completely aware, lawmakers, that is, of, you know, the jobs the dealerships are creating and what they're doing in their communities. But if, you know, have, do you see from your perspective that there's a specific why the dealers need to be really involved right now?
1: Well, absolutely. I mean, nobody knows their business better than the dealers. So mm-hmm. lawmakers need to hear from our dealers about what they need to succeed. You know, I, I, I had mentioned before there are several major pieces of legislation that directly impact the auto business and our bottom line. Such as EV incentives, infrastructure investment, and you know other measures to grow the economy, which is which is good for everyone. So mm-hmm. when I've lobbied with dealers on Capitol Hill and fly-ins, remember those?
0: Mm, um, oh yeah. I it was begley. <laughs> I
1: was <laughs> I was always so impressed how they knew how to seal the deal, you know, close the deal mm-hmm. and make the ask, and it, it was always clear and direct. And I would argue the dealers have been really amazing during the pandemic. They've kept their doors open when they were allowed to do so safely, and you know they've kept people employed. They can, and they continue to give back to the community. Their can-do attitude has kept the economy moving in the right direction. Yeah. And legislators need to hear about this.
0: Yeah, for sure. Um, finally, kind of along the same lines, but how do lawmakers need to hear from dealers? I know that you know the face-to-face meetings have been really difficult during the pandemic and there's heightened security measures on Capitol Hill, but you know, um, how can dealers still maintain good relationships with their members of Congress in spite of all of this?
1: So if we've learned anything over the past 15 months is that while it's not business as usual, business goes on, you know, pick up the phone, write an email, write a letter, schedule a virtual meeting, but stay connected. You'd be amazed. We've done so many virtual meetings and members, you know, they they connect with you. So, Mm -hmm. I mean, It was kind of like you got to go back to the old-fashioned letter writing or making a phone call yeah yeah absolutely
0: um and if there's one message anna that you'd like our dealer listeners to take away from our discussion today about washington and the role that they play in it what would that message be
1: i would tell the the dealers that they're the quintessential champions of our business And you can lobby and advocate for your business, your employees, your community better than anyone. Mm -hmm. So if you have an opportunity to connect with a legislator, do it, do it virtually, do it via email, do it over the phone, but do it. And soon, soon you'll be able to do it in person. and, And you can do what I know AIADA has, um, kind of explained and put the primer together on invite them to your dealership as soon as you can
0: yeah well Anna you've been really helpful today I think on explaining kind of what's happening here in Washington and how dealers can stay involved in it and what Volkswagen's up to Um, is there anything we missed that you wanted to touch on before we wrap up
1: Uh, I'll just put a plug in for AIADA, and I I think you guys are just the greatest. I mean, thank you for this opportunity to connect with our dealers. And, you know, I look forward to your your fly-ins. Those are always such Mm -hmm. great events, and I get the opportunity to to lobby with VW and Audi dealers, and I always learn something from the experience. So thanks for all you do to bring us all together and fight for our industry.
0: All right. Well, thanks for joining us today, Anna. Thank you. It's been fun. Thanks for listening in to this episode of Bellway Talk. If you'd like more information on how to make an impact this summer, make sure and check out our website at AIADA.org. Join us again next time for Bellway Talk.